Welcome back to the Enduring Truth Podcast. I am your host, Cody Ricketts. I hope that everybody had a great new year and a great holiday season. I took some time off, of course, from making episodes, but I am back to it now. I uh, will get back into uh, more healing episodes and things like that. I didn't get quite finished with them, but going into this new year, uh, this new series here that I've entitled Get Your Hopes Up is based upon, you know, the first of the year, people tend to have a, a fresh hope, a fresh expectation, I guess, if you will, of, of good things happening in the year. The previous year was was rough, or if they had bad things happen, you know, they look forward to a fresh start, a fresh new year, for things to go well, or to be more prosperous, to be more healthy, to be whatever it is that, that they want to accomplish, to, to be in the gym more or or to read more there just tends to be a fresh hope a fresh expectation for the new year so i just wanted to start this year off with talking more not so much about healing in general but more overarching about having more uh, having a higher expectation you know we've talked a lot about that in our healing episodes about the benefits and how important it is to have a confident expectation to have that expectation to believe what the bible says and to believe that what it says will come to pass in your life and that is the overarching uh, portion of the new testament the old testament dealt a lot with if you do right if you follow the laws then god will bless you but we don't live in the old testament anymore we live under the age of grace we're in this new dispensation right now and it's not based upon what we do, but it was based upon what Jesus did for us and what he accomplished for us. Now we just appropriate what he did for us in our own lives. With hope, sometimes if like I feel like it gets a bad rap. With with hope, you know, it just sometimes when people say, Well, I sure hope this happens, or I sure hope this comes to pass, or I hope it don't rain today. Sometimes people just throw around hope like it's nothing. And I want to start today in Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to stop just for a second. Whenever you read therefore, it's important to go back and see what the therefore is there for. In chapter 4, which is a very awesome chapter, you should read chapter 4 of Romans uh, it talks a lot about Abraham and how he was justified by faith, not by works. It's a great chapter. And I want to point out, too, that because of this, one of the benefits of being justified by faith through Jesus, we have peace with God. And I did talk about peace in a previous series, about the peace of God. And I don't want to do that a lot today with going through that stuff. But it is a benefit. It is a point made here about we have been justified by faith, and now that we have that, we have, we, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he does not impute sin to us anymore. We are living under the age of grace. Now, of course, if we are living under grace, we should, if we are truly born again, we should want to live holy because God said, live holy for I am holy, to be holy. So it, if you're truly born again, if you truly made Jesus the Lord of your life, 
Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things that I say? So it is important, obviously, of course, to follow what God says, not out of some legalistic standpoint, but because you love God and you want to make him happy and, and, do, uh, and to do what he says. Because what God said, he, he says those things because he knows how slippery of a slope sin can be. I've heard it said before that you know, sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to pay, and it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin is something that, of course, happened from the very beginning. You know, with the first of the year, I just started reading again the, the one-year Bible back in Genesis. And what I love about reading through that is just, is just reading creation. It's such an awesome story. Just to, to be able to picture God just simply speaking and things becoming, and you know, it's just, you know, out of the ground things came and stuff, and it's it's really cool. But when he's when he's talking to Cain, he says that sin waits at the door, and essentially it's it's waiting for you to mess up, and sin waits for you at the, at the door. But he said he told you he told Cain to rule over it. That there's a part on our end that we have to rule over sin. But that's not the point of my message today. I want to get back into to the good stuff here. So I'm going to hop back into here to verse 2. It says, Through whom also... Actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to go back up to 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that... But we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because of the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given, who, who was given to us. Man, what a great little section of scripture there. One thing, you know, back to verse 3 where it talks about Paul saying that we should glory in tribulations. And in, in the natural, that doesn't make sense. It, from a worldly standpoint, we don't, we don't glory in trials and, and situations and, and hardship. Why would you want to glory in something like that? But Paul, seeing it from a spiritual point of view, from a God point of view, and he, he's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write that we glory in tribulations knowing that in the long run, it will produce hope, and a biblical hope, not some wishful thinking or not just some wishing on a star type hope, but a biblical hope that will not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to all of us. I looked up one definition of hope, and it said this. It said it, was, it is a desire accompanied by confident expectation. And back to my first point a little bit ago, hope sometimes gets a bad rap. I've said it before myself, when people are like, man, I sure hope I'm healed, or I sure hope I get this, or I sure hope this or that. I'm like, well, it don't come by hoping and wishing. But whenever somebody has a hope that is biblical, a, a biblical, a, a confident expectation that God will be who he who will be, then hope 
really is a good thing. It really is something that should be encouraged. I think what is the critical part of faith or hope is going to be what backs it. Because there's going to be hope that is just, again, just wishful thinking that will get you nowhere. It's kind of like, well, man, I, I sure hope that this rain holds off. I mean, most of us can't control the weather. I mean, I know that we have some authority over the weather. and We, we definitely can uh, tell storms to go away and what have you. But, you know, if you're just, if you don't have, if you don't know your authority, don't know, don't know your power, say, well, I hope this rain holds off. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to guarantee that the rain holds off or whatever. I know that's kind of a silly uh, example. But whenever you have a, a hope, a confident expectation that God will be who he says he'll be in the Bible, and you begin to speak that over your life, I know we talked a lot about that, about speaking over your life. It, it should prophesy your life. Biblical hope is very closely related to faith. In fact, the two work together. I feel like, I feel like the two of them are very important, very critical uh, aspects of one another. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And in the Greek, hope can mean a couple of different things. Most of the time when you read the word hope, it is an expectation of good. Hope. But sometimes it can be, and it's, it's very rare, but it can also mean an expectation of evil or fear. So back to what I was saying earlier. The question I had was, what backs your hope? You know, what backs your hope will determine if what you're hoping for comes to pass, whether it's unbelief that's backing it or it's believing that backs it. If your unbelief is what's backing your hope, then no, it's not going to work for you. But there's the wishful thinking and there's a confident expectation. Of course, we have to work within the boundaries of what Scripture allows us to do. So we can't just hope that we can rob a bank and, and, and not get caught because God, through Jesus, did not provide theft in the atonement or in the anointing um, from the Spirit. Of course, we have to work within the boundaries of what Scripture allows us to do so. So that's why it's so important to know Scripture and to spend time in the Word of God. You know, with the first of the year, people try to read through the one-year Bible. I would highly encourage you to, to do so. It takes no time at all to do it every day, 15, maybe half an hour, you know, to go through and, and just read a few chapters a day. And by the end of the year, you can read through the whole Bible, and, and, and you can have a better understanding of Scripture by just going through and reading it uh, a, a bit every day. Whenever we have a, a biblical hope, a, a desire that is accompanied by confident expectation, we can, it, it will not disappoint us. It says here that hope does not disappoint because the love of God is in our hearts. The Holy Spirit, the great comforter, the all-knowing one, the great counselor, dwells within your body, and he encourages you. He, he brings your scripture back to your memory. He will not condemn you, not leave you. He won't forsake you. Of course, there is conviction, there is correction. But he, when, when God sent his son out, he made a way 
for us so that way his spirit could come, come into our hearts and we could be one with him. I feel like the problem a lot of the times with people when they get a bad report, like for example, back to healing, you know, they get a bad, a bad report, you know, some kind of terminally ill disease or cancer or some kind of major setback from their health. And instead of going to the scripture first, they go to Google or they go to WebMD and they're, you know, they're looking at symptoms or looking at prognosis. They, they build up this huge case of, uh, they look at, you know, how long has have people lived with this disease? What's the, long, the longest living case? They build up this huge mountain of unbelief. And then they want to turn to God and say, God, I don't know how we're going to do this. And we have very little scripture, very little truth that cannot overwhelm all the unbelief that you have built up in your life. We have seen before in our healing um, talks about how, how much power unbelief can have. Because it says that even Jesus in his own hometown could do no mighty work today because of their unbelief. Because they had so much hard, hard, hard-heartedness in their life. They could not receive what Jesus was speaking about. They couldn't believe what he was saying. So when you have this huge built-up mountain of unbelief in your life, and it doesn't have to be just healing. You know, it can be talking the problem about, about uh, lack of peace, about having lack of love, lack of friends, lack of you know, money, lack of whatever it is. It's, you know, we build up this huge pile of, of unbelief, and then. We'll go get a couple of scriptures and we'll say them a couple of times and then we'll go back to do whatever. And then our, our thought life is consumed with unbelief because the enemy will go back and go, well, you, you know what that scripture says, but, but this article said that you only have two months to live. You, you know what that, that doctor told you? He'll keep bringing those memories back to your head. He'll bring them back to you and bring them back to you. So... When that, when that does happen, and I'm not trying to be, be condemning, but if that is you, you have done that before, and you're trying to get past that, so that we need to, in Scripture, it says that we need to replace every single one of those thoughts. We need to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. So if you get a bad thought of, I'm not going to live, you turn to Psalm 91, where God tells us that with long life, He will satisfy us and show us His, show us his salvation. You find yourself some scriptures, and then you put those in, into effect, and you replace them. You take into to captivity the negative thoughts, and you back it. You you exchange it with with biblical hope, with the truth of God's word. Going into this new year, you know, let's have our expectors dialed in. Let's get our hopes up. This is again entitled "Get Your Hopes Up," not in a way of let's give up hope and you know. Let's just call it what it is and, and just live lives defeated or what have you. But, I mean, get your hopes up. Have this confident expectation in the, in, in, in the God of the Bible that he will show up today in your life. Let's get our hopes up. Let's get them high so that the God who, who can do more than you can imagine can bring it to pass. So when people look at you and they look at your life, they go, and that has got to be God because there's no way that they can do that. When you're, when you're in the middle of a trial or a tribulation and you have peace and you're, and you're joyful and people can go, man, why are you so happy for all the time? And it's not, not that you have to be fake about it. 
of course, you know, there, there's going to be bad days. You know, we, we live in a, in a broken, cursed world and, and bad things happen. But we can still have a, a, a God-given joy, a God-given peace that allows us to persevere, to, that, that will pr- produce character and hope in our lives. We'll continue with this more on the, on the next one. I feel like hope will be uh, an important thing. Not so much, again, an unbelieving, hoping, wishful thinking type thing, but a confident expectation. Again, hope is a desire accompanied by confident expectation. And I, I love that definition. I think that's really going to be critical in the walk of faith. And I'm, I'm, I'll probably try, try to tie in hope and faith some on the next episode. Uh, this may be a pretty short series here. I just want to encourage people this coming year to spend time in your word, to build up in your faith or to build up in your heart. God's kind of faith, his word, get it into your heart and allow that to shape your thinking versus worldly, unbelieving type stuff. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Until then, y'all have a good rest of your week.